0: Welcome to the Hermit's Lamp Podcast. I'm Andrew McGregor. And with each installation in this podcast, we're going to explore the world of spirituality, what it means to be alive, and how is it that we can bring our spiritual selves, tarot, meditation, religious or spiritual practices into our daily lives. Please check out all of our episodes at thehermitslamp.com slash podcasts, or you can search The Hermit's Lamp in podcasts on iTunes and download them all directly that way. If you are looking for card-by-card instruction on reading the tarot, please consider checking out James Wells and my new audio project, The Trumps Card-by-Card, where we dig in deep to one of the major cards and explore it thoroughly if that sounds exactly like what you're looking for and get your tarot juices all fired up, you can certainly also find that at thehermitslamp.com slash podcasts. So welcome to another episode of the Hermit's Lamp podcast. I am here today with uh, Luca who does all sorts of fascinating and interesting things using the internet and divination tools. And so I, I, I get to participate in some stuff online where I see Luca uh, sharing these wonderful collections of images pulled from Google searches mixed with spreads of cards and how it all works together to sort of deepen and expand the idea of what card reading can be how it interacts with culture in general, and the way in which sort of this digital age, or as Luca calls it, the Google age, uh, is changing things for us. So uh, since everybody might not know who you are, Luca, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, and then also we'll, we'll introduce your friend who's here to help us with this process. Yes,
1: yes. Well, uh, my friend first, uh, Michaela a dear friend uh, of mine, she is my, in a way, <laughs> she is my English teacher, so uh, she is here uh, uh, as a, a as a reassuring shoulder for me, you know.
0: <laughs> hi, everybody, uh, you're going to hear, I think, very little from me, actually, because Luca's English, I think, is really good, so hi, everybody.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, who am I? Uh, uh, well, <clears throat> I, I have to say that I don't know really who I am, you know. <laughs> but I, I may uh, start uh, defining myself in a way. Uh, my name is Luca. Uh, well, um, better said, Luca is my first. I prefer, uh, that is, shivendra and uh, you know, uh, there's a story behind that, Nick. Uh, I'll tell you something about that later, if you want, of course. Um, I'm currently uh, working as a graphic designer. I live in northern Italy, and uh, well, uh, uh, as you as you may guess, uh, Italian is my mother tongue, and uh, Terro is uh, is my passion uh, i i would say so and uh, my in a way my obsession but but a good one i think you know
0: mm-hmm. i think it's a wonderful obsession you know as as somebody yeah. who has I, been it, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: yeah i mean uh, as somebody who's been obsessed with the cards for you know 30 years now i i think it's one of the best things to be obsessed with, personally, you know. But yeah, uh, how did how did you start? How did you find the the tarot?
1: Well, uh, I first met tarot in the late eighties. You know, uh, I came across this book in a bookshop, uh, a book by Oswald Berg, tarot of the magicians. Uh, I, I still remember there was a pack of cards included with the book, the 22 uh, majors designed by Oswald Bert. Well, uh, when I saw those cards, I got fascinated, absolutely fascinated, by the beauty beauty of those images, you know. Uh, My mind went immediately to the golden age of the Viennese secessionist art. And, well, I literally got stuck with those cars, with those images. And, uh, well, uh, after a time, I I came across another pack of cars, the Smith White. And uh, uh, those images uh, reminded me of one of my favorite artists, Aubrey Bursley, an artist from the 19th century, the end of the 19th century. Uh, I must say, I have to say, that it was beauty again, it was love again, also with those cars, you know, the Smith-White. Uh, and, well, I, uh, I initially started reading for myself, uh, that was my first step. Uh, but, um, you know, something did not work properly. Uh, probably it, it was the, the wrong approach, you know. Uh, I was searching for answers. But Thoreau can't give you answers, as I found later. <laughs> if you pose a question to Thoreau, uh, what you may have in return are stories only stories uh, that you may use for uh, telling some different stories about yourself? You know, uh, uh, so I, I gave up tarot reading, uh, and, uh, and then I, I start to use uh, I Ching. You know, uh, you know I Ching, uh, the, the 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 Chinese mm-hmm. divination uh, method, uh, and for my divination. Purpose, Purposes, uh, uh, having discovered uh, that tarot cards did not work for me, you know, uh, uh, but uh, but well, uh, uh, the ta- the time came that uh, even I Ching failed to give me answers. Uh, I I had a dream. I had a dream. Uh, a dream made me aware of that that uh, there were no answers uh, i still remember that uh, <clears throat> well I, I dreamt i dreamt of an old chinese man you know a, a, a wise man probably um, dressed in in old clothes he was sitting at the bar, a bar a modern bar <laughs> you know, uh, funny. (laughs) And uh, I was sitting on the floor. He was sitting on a tall bar stool and uh, he he told me something in a language I did not understand at all. Uh, Probably Mandarin Chinese or or something like that. Mm, Well, I woke up and you know, from then on i did not use i Ching anymore anymore and and it, 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 i think that happened in the in the 90s mm-hmm.
0: i i love the um i love the way in which the 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 dreams and your explorations sort of feed back and forth you know it mirrors my own journey a bit where um, you know, I started it very focused on Alistair Crowley and his work, mm-hmm. and and that brought me into the I Ching as well for uh, a stretch of time. And, oh. and, and you know, for me, it, it's always been something that I, I sort of pick up and put down, um, mostly, mostly put down these days. But, uh, you know, it's fascinating how I think we get shaped by the search, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I get it. Um uh, um well, mm, well, I Ching uh, uh, was a uh, uh, is a fascinating uh, uh, divination methodology but uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, probably probably I I I did not need divination, you know. Uh, in fact, uh, I had a long time from then on uh, without any need for divination. (laughs) Any need for divination. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know, I I don't regret anything about that. Uh, I think that my interest in Tarot and uh, Ching matched a a trait of my personality. Uh, If I, I may define myself uh, uh as follows uh my strong I, I have a strong sense of goal and purpose in in life you know uh, i have a strong need to find a, a path uh through the the well that messy thing that that uh, i think life is okay mm. uh i i had a, a, a sense of of destiny, if I may define it so. Well, speaking of destiny, in 2008, well, 2008 was a turning point in my life. In February 2008, I attended a workshop by Alejandro Yoderowski. And uh, and by Marianne Costa, uh, so tarot again, you know, after after time, after years, tarot again. Uh, I met tarot again. Uh, I I think that I thought that uh, time it was for brushing away uh, dust uh, from my pack of tarot cards. Uh, I think it was, and. Enlightening experience, you know. Uh, I came across that experience, that that wonderful experience, in a year in which, um, well, everything in my life was changing. Okay, I in that year I in uh, divorced, moved to another place, and many things uh, uh, in my life changed, you know. And uh, uh, so, uh, well, from then on, Tarot became my companion, became my mm, favorite storyteller, you know. And every time I was in need of a beautiful story, Tarot was there. Uh, so I, I, well, I also started using it uh, not to... Not only for for storytelling, but as a mirror, you know, to look deeper within me, in a way. Um, if I hope this may not sound too grand and romantic, Andrew. Oh, but... please
0: be be grand and romantic. It's it's, uh, it's something uh, that appeals to me.
1: Well, well, I I, I think I think uh, uh, I, 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 lo- I love I uh, love being a grand and romantic, you know. Mm-hmm uh the, well I, I i don't know if it's good or not okay but well uh now and then i i was not only reading for myself you know uh and now and then i was reading also for others and and they were beautiful experiences you know because uh, through reading for others doing this uh, i found that my own subjectivity and the coherence subjectivity could meet if you, if you may say so uh, uh, on a common field um, I think that this common field we, we, we may define that as a kind of a collective intelligence uh, many call that collective unconscious uh, as uh, as uh, in in uh, Jung's work, you know, works, you know, but uh, I, I, well, better said for me, uh, it's a large shared knowledge. It's a large, it's a shared knowledge, a shared intelligence. So, uh, reading for for others, I found that I I and the Qur'an could uh, melt our own knowledges and create new beautiful stories uh, from that knowledge. Uh, uh, stories that, in a way, uh, had a kind of healing quality in themselves, you know, uh, uh, to the querant and to myself too. So... Uh, I may say that reading cards <laughs> is, is all about storytelling and, and stories that, well, if you are lucky enough, stories that may hear. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it's. I think that it's something that really happens in, you know, not in every reading maybe, you know. I mean, it depends on how much time you're spending with the cards. You know, I mean, yeah. I spend... You know, I see I see fifteen or twenty people a week some weeks, you know, and not every one of those exchanges is is personally revelatory. But Mm -hmm. certainly in a lot of the readings there are things that are important for me. And definitely you know, when I have these times where everybody has the same question, you know, I, I you know, I mean we could we could look to astrology or I could look to other ideas to explain it, but I think that when when I repeatedly have the same conversation with somebody, or with somebodies, with multiple people, for mm-hmm. me that's where I really perk up my ears and be like, okay. So this week I've had five conversations around this aspect of finances. Well, what what is going on for me with that? You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that uh, in a reading uh, you have uh, the the precious occasion. Uh, of uh, mirroring yourself as a reader in mm-hmm. the quran you know, and uh, you 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 can't exclude subjectivity, your own subjectivity as a reader from a reading, you know, it's impossible. If you if someone says so, he, he says someone that it's 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 totally wrong, you know. Subjectivity must be there with you as a reader, with the Quran. Absolutely. It's Absolutely.
0: it's impossible to not have it. You know? I, I I think that when people start learning the cards, and certainly I see this a lot in conversations that I, I see online and stuff, um, people are looking for, you know, what does the card mean? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can say things about that for sure, but, Mm -hmm. but the answer is it means these things and it is always subjective, you Mm -hmm. know, it's both of those at the same time. And that is the magic and, and also the challenge, right?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: So one of the things that I, that I love, is I mentioned in the introduction Mm -hmm. is your, your, uh, Explorations of tarot in this the the Google age, as you call it. So, okay. can you tell me a little bit about that? Can you talk about what you're doing there?
1: Yes, yes, of of, of course, of course. Uh, well, uh, what is tarot and the Google age? Uh, uh, well, I I would define that a, a heuristic method applied to tarot readings. <clears throat> well, heuristic. You know, uh, as a language learner, I love dictionary definitions. I love them. Uh, a, a dictionary defines the word heuristic as as follows: relating to a usually speculative formulation, serving as a guide in the investigation or solution of a problem. And note the word investigation and the words speculative formulation. I think that tarot in the Google age may be defined like that. A speculative formulation, speculative, serving as a guide in the investigation. And a tarot reading, in a way, is a kind of investigation mm-hmm. like uh, like Sherlock Holmes uh, by Conan Doyle, you know, and, well, I, I discovered uh, uh, Google um, potentialities uh, um, in connection with the uh, tarot readings in a totally casual way, you know. <clears throat> and, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to explain that. Uh, um, last year, last year I, I started posting my daily draws on Facebook, Uh, Why? With the specific aim of sharing knowledge. Uh, uh, Socials are uh, fantastic places uh, for sharing knowledge, you know. Uh, I wanted uh, to receive feedback, okay? And uh, I I started writing uh, my posts in English. And, well... You know, I, I, I found uh, I, I had I had a, a lot of terrorists among my Facebook uh, Facebook friends among my among my my, my contacts, and most of them uh, uh, being native English speakers. You know, so obviously I had to write uh, if I wanted uh, some uh, feedback. I had obviously uh, to, to write my posts uh, in good English. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, sadly or happily, I, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I had, I found that uh, I had to improve my language capabilities, uh, absolutely, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I had learned English at school and so I, I was not the, the best English speaker uh, in the world, you know. So, uh, when writing about my tarot readings in English, uh, i i often wasn't sure of the correct spelling of an um, uncommon word uh, or of the consistency of a sentence you know and, and so i i started started uh, to to check the words and the sentences on google to to uh, to search for words and sentences uh, in order to 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 find if they they were correct enough you know for my english friends <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: uh, uh, and so well uh, you know it was an exciting discover such an exciting discover it was it was like uh, uh, um, I, I might say opening a door on a wide universe of meaning. The content that Google returned, every time I searched for keywords related to my readings, well, the content seemed to expand and enlarge uh, and uh, and deepen the meanings and the stories uh, I drew from a card spread, As, uh, I I may say, as in a ripple effect, okay? Well, uh, (laughs) obviously, I I think that they call it the net, the web, uh, that a a universe of meanings and stories at your disposal uh, in every moment, everywhere. So... Uh, as someone, it was a creative a creative process triggered, but my, my not knowing English language, you know, not knowing, uh, not knowing uh, English language so well, uh, because as someone told me, trust your not knowing a language. Uh, in the end, not knowing a language may lead you to creative outcomes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it it worked for me like that, you know?
0: That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, the, the idea of, of moving between what might be a sort of attempt to consciously construct uh, something mm-hmm. to this place where the... Um, uh, the random or not randomness of of what surfaces during those things during those searches is is really fascinating you know as a as an extra level or a, a, another layer of um, you know div- divination through uh, synchronicity as opposed to just randomness
1: yes mm-hmm. that, yeah that is the magical world you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you uh, can you give us an example of of one of these? Something that that, that stands out for you as uh, for people yeah. listening.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, Andrew. Uh, yeah, well, um, well, I, I'm going to choose uh, one, uh, one, uh, uh, one example, uh, an example uh, from my journal, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I have uh, obviously I have a tarot journal because daily practice. Daily routine, daily discipline, are uh, they are fundamental practices. If you if you have if you want to have a deep knowledge of the cards, you have daily to uh, to be close to your cards. You know, so you have to 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 have a, a tarot journal. Mm-hmm. Well, an example. You, you asked me for an example uh, for uh, of uh, terror in the Google age. Mm. Well, the first example uh, is about images, 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 the cars, the images that you find in the cars explained by means of words. Okay? Uh, I, I may define that uh, the allopathic method uh, approach, if if you if I may say so. So uh, we visualize the the Smith White Tarot deck. Okay, uh, the cards I I from the deck uh, were were uh, King of Swords and the Eight of Wands. Uh, what I saw in these cards. I saw a man fighting, the Eight of Wands, uh, maybe for his king, the King of Swords, a, a man just defending his king from an attack. Well, maybe. This uh, uh, was the story I might start to tell just looking at the cards. Uh, just, I, I, under, I, I, I want to underline this, these words. Just looking at the cars, you know it's it's very it's fundamental this approach just looking so uh I searched for the following sentence on Google: five for the king uh, scrolling uh, all the uh, results Google returned a martin Luther. King's quote hit my attention Uh, uh, that is uh, the quote uh, uh, says says, uh, the ultimate ultimate uh, sorry the, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience but where it stands in times of challenge and controversy. So you you may see this quote added a particular particular shade of meaning to the reading, a special shade of meaning to the reading. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Because we started telling something like a medieval tale, you know, the fight of a loyal subject in defense of his king and so on. But after the Google search of that sentence, fight for the king, we discovered another layer of meaning, you know, another story, more contemporary, if you, if you, if you, if you want to say so. And that was the story of a man was to keep his, self con- his, his self-control and maintain his personal integrity in difficult times, in times of sorrow. So the, the link between the Googled content and the reading dwelled specific, specifically in the word king. But what Google returned as a, con- as a content was nothing about a real king, you know, not about a figure of, of power. What Google returned was the statement of high moral value of another king, Martin Luther King. And, and this statement is, 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 is wonderful how this statement magically resonates with the traditional meanings of the Eight of Wands and how that statement goes deep into into those meanings. In fact, by means of that statement, the pairing King of Swords and Eight of Wands becomes, as you may see, highly significant, you know. Uh, so, well, uh, uh, with tarot in the Google age, uh, you can explain stories by means of uh, other stories, you know. Um, you can explain, explain uh, the story you may uh, read in the course through the stories you, find, you may find on Google. Uh, And I started doing this, you know, um, uh, uh, pulling some cards, telling a story, searching for words, and so on, Uh, and explaining cards, namely images, because cards are images, by means of words. And I said, uh, as I I said before, I, I... I may define that the allopathic way because I'm explaining something with something rather different images by means of words. But now I have to credit Enrique Enriquez, uh, a brilliant mind, <laughs> a, brilliant, a beautiful mind, for a, a precious suggestion he gave me about Tarot in the Google Age, you know, uh, once we had um, well a, a brief conversation on Facebook about that method, the in the Google Age that I was uh, uh, testing, exploring. Okay, um, and on that occasion, he asked me, "But Luca, why not try this using images, not only words?" Well, in a word, I discovered the homeopathic way when applying Google to tarot readings because from then on I started to explain uh, I started explaining uh, images by means of something similar, images okay Uh, 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 well I I must absolutely say that explaining images by means of other images not only by means of words, uh, uh, which I I define the homeopathic way, gave and presently gives the best and, um, well, creatively intended the most satisfying results when applying Google to tarot readings, mm-hmm. thanks to Enrique Enriquez. And it's, and it's a precious suggestion, you know.
0: Yeah, I think it's really... Um... I mean, this this is what readings do, right? I mean, if we we take uh, a series of cards and we we put them out in in a cross or a, a spread or a line or however we want to look at them,
1: it right. is
0: always this process of other images revealing deeper levels of the images that have been waiting, you know, that that have been there, right?
1: Yeah, I I, I get that when you when you try to find connection between the images that the cars that you uh, have in front of you uh, in 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 that sense in that mean yeah
0: mm-hmm. you know and and uh you know it's like this idea of um the meaning is never really revealed until the end and even then it's only yeah. an end for now right there there's there's a a concept in sort of uh, I guess post postmodern and linguistic theory about this that yeah. that you know we we can the the meaning is endlessly deferred because some new symbol or Google search or conversation yeah. or revelation can redefine the meanings that we've arrived at and and send us into a new a new way of of understanding everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you, Andrew. And I, I may say, uh, 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 tarot uh, cannot give us answers that is uh, pre-constructed pre, uh, yes. yeah, m- meanings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the meaning is constantly building itself. So what you what you, we may have in return from a reading is not an answer is not a defined meaning it's a story a meaning a meaningful story mm-hmm. that is it's a bit different you know
0: mm-hmm. well and i think these these stories right um these scripts these n- novels and ideas of who we are and how we came to be where we 're at in our lives, mm-hmm. redefining those and, and changing those is so powerful. It sounds so simple, yeah, but it is so powerful, and I think that 's the the part of yeah. the magic that we 're talking about with with the cards in general and with your process specifically.
1: Yeah, it's it's a powerful process and it's a powerful concept, uh, that of uh, uh, stories. But it it, it may be also very dangerous, you know, because, uh, um, uh, well, um, uh, um, when you uh, start telling a story, okay, um, you may... Uh, tell a, a story that can heal you or hurt you mm-hmm. so stories are powerful tools but they may turn into powerful weapons you know because mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, all of us are constantly uh, telling stories Stories about ourselves, you know. Uh, we may tell the story of uh, a, a hero, a hero, a story of a loser,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a story of the grand king, uh, a story uh, of, of, of a beach, <laughs> if you know, sure. and, uh, and so on. And maybe what we we may ask as a querent, to a tarot reading, is telling us another kind of story, a new story that we may need, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So telling that story, you may change your main story, the story you um, you usually are telling you to yourself.: Yeah, sorry.
0: Uh, no, it's great. Uh, I think, I think that, that that's the real difference between recognizing, uh, like in your introduction, you know, who are you? Well, I I don't know. I I've taken on this nickname. I'm I'm doing these things. I'm moving in this way. There's no definition in that. Yes. There's no uh, you know. I'm sure there is identity, and there are things that you hold on to. Yeah but they don't define you in a in a permanent way instead it is a story that you are exploring yeah. writing discovering becoming and changing yeah. and in that way it is so wonderful you know and i think of a lot of the work that i do with people could be said to uh Undo their definition of who they are and put them back into their own story where they have uh, agency, where they have the possibility to do things instead of be uh, swept along by this story that seems scripted by forces beyond their control.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I like your approach. I I absolutely agree with you, Andrew. That's great, yes. Well, Andrew, uh, I think I may give you another example about Tarot and the Google Age. Uh, I'm going to illustrate the homeopathic way uh, of using uh, Tarot in the Google Age. uh, That is... Uh, using images in order to explain other images. Uh, uh, I'm going to pick up a, an example from my journal. Um, this uh, well this uh, was one of my first attempts. Well, again, please visualize the uh, Smith-White-Row and uh, try to visualize this pairing, the Knight of Swords riding away from the Eight of Swords. Well, uh, which story may we tell about these cards? Uh, We may simply describe what we are seeing. A person trapped, the Eight of Swords, Another one, riding free, the the night. My Google search was the following. Break yourself free. But in this case, I did not search only for other words or for words, but for images also. Well, the image search returned a beautiful illustration showing a girl whose body seemed to be in a way, seemed to be made of air, clouds, light, and she was breaking the black bars of a barcode. And rather surprisingly, the first digit in the numerical code was, (laughs) may you guess it, an 8, like uh, in the 8th source. So, the visual link between the between the black bars of a barcode and the swords in the, in the uh, Smith-White Eight of Swords, I think it, it, it is so evident, you know, even the most dumb among us may know that link. So, a new and more contemporary layer of meaning was added to the reading, thanks to that visual link. Uh, a visual link made possible by a, Google search. Uh, Think of what the barcode may stay for in our actual society. Consumerism, being not a person but a number, social control by means of of technological devices, the big brother and and so on. Now, uh, we can start telling another story about the cars now, with far more details we now see a young woman caught in the trap of false values. A a woman that is desperately trying desperately trying to escape the jail of a suffocating culture, you know. A a culture uh, symbolized by the barcode. Uh, She wants nothing but free herself and take a breath of fresh air, you know. And... Well, uh, when I do my my readings using Tarot in the Google Age, I think of a method used by Jungian analysts uh, when it comes to interpret a dream and the images a dream is made of. um, They call that amplification. Amplification is analogous to peeling uh, the layers of a dream. Uh, The dreamer, under the supervision of the analyst starts to make personal associations. Then they go further. The dreamer and and the analyst go further. Uh, They associate elements of a more cultural or transpersonal nature to the images of the dream. Uh, Finally, they tap into a wider collection of images of a more universe or transcultural nature. The Atlas of Collective Visual Intelligence uh, uh, you, we, we may defi- define uh, that, uh, many define that atlas, that atlas, uh, collective unconscious, you know, but uh, uh, collective intelligence uh, sounds far better to me, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, maybe for the word intelligence in the sentence, that is, look into, read into, okay? You know, we are the Tarot readers, okay? We have to look at the cards to do our reading. Well, I may, uh, I may push further the analogy between Tarot in the Google Age and the Jungian concept of amplification, I may define Google as something very similar to the collective unconscious, namely the atlas of collective intelligence we may tap into. I'm obviously uh, well uh, well, uh, aware of all the limits Google has. I know that Google searches, you know, in a way uh, they are not neutral. They are not totally pure if uh, If I may say so uh, but well, anyway, we may recognize to Google a kind of beautiful innocence, or better said, well, I like to think so, you know
0: so I have a, I have a question for you um what you're doing now, what what we've talked about so far is is this idea of uh, uh, a daily draw or a practice. How do questions fit in? You know, you say that you you read for people sometimes or for yourself. What what do how do you attach questions and and sort of do a reading for people in that more of that kind of way?
1: <coughs> well, um, uh, as 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 I said before. It's all about about telling stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current questions or the current question uh, always trigger a story, and the reader turns immediately in, into a storyteller, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and you as a reader start telling. And uh, when you as a you as a reader start telling a story, you are allowed to tap into your um, personal atlas of images and stories, uh, and. You are all of the, uh, allowed, allowed uh, uh, also uh, to to tap into a more transpersonal cultural lore. Uh, as a reader, you are allowed to tap into the atlas of images created by by the collective intelligence. too. Mm-hmm. and the current may may do the same together with together the reader. You know, uh, uh, well. Uh, I have have to quote uh, Joachim Bandov, uh, you Uh know, uh, that in his tarot, the open reading says, everything in a reading is a sign. That is, everything in a reading may be used as a sign. To uh, To me, this means everything in a reading may be used to convey meaning into the cards.
0: Uh-huh. You yeah. may
1: use everything, everything. What you actually see in the cards, the, the drawings, you know, the 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 details, you may use them. What you know about the cards and, and what you read in books about the cards, the tradition, you may use it. Don't fear it. You may use it. Or what the quarant dreamt last night, or what Google returns as, a, as the result of a search, you know. So, uh, when you lay down the cards, uh, you fundamentally are mapping meanings using a grid. Uh, the, the, the querent asks you something. You lay the cards on the table and that's a tarot spread. And as a tarot reader, or or better said, as a storyteller, you take the question, you take your personal and cultural background, and you take what you may know of the personal and cultural background of the Quarant, and uh, you lay all that stuff on the table together with the Mm cards. After that, uh, you and the querent try together, together, try to find your way through that and uh, mm, try to meet onto the common ground you may share. That is the atlas of the collective intelligence. And you, as a reader and the querent, start to explore it. You start to use it to make your map of the reading. So, uh, 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 in a way, a a good reader has the ability to recollect all that stuff, all that everything, and to map it into a script. Uh, The point is telling a story, creating a, a narrative, a shared narrative, because uh, 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 of the common background you are sharing with the Qur'an, cultures, c- symbols, beliefs, uh, and so on, and, uh, onto that common background, on, onto that common field, your subjectivity and that of the Qur'an melt melt together. You know, and I, I I would like to 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 tell something a, a, about uh, a, a reading that may explain better this mm-hmm. approach, you know. Yeah. And it's something that is, uh, is related in a way to my, to my English teacher <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, uh, beside me now, okay. Um, well, um, I did this reading, you know, for, for for my friend. And uh, uh, she was asking about a project in which uh, two friends of her were involved, uh, a man and a woman. Uh, La Lune, the moon in the Marseille Tarot, uh, was uh, one of the cards she pulled out. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I immediately noted, obviously, The two dogs, well, to me, they were her her two friends, you know. Uh, And in La Lune, usually, in the Marseille Tarot, uh, in La Lune of the Marseille Tarot, uh, usually one dog is pink and one dog is blue. So uh, a male and a female The man and the woman are two friends. Okay? The two dogs were her friends. And and that was the story we were telling us in the moment, in the very moment of the reading. And when she suddenly realized the fact that those two dogs, the pink one and the blue one in La Lune, might be her friends, she started Staring at the cars, mm. staring at the cars, and uh, she found a new, brilliant, unexpected connection. You know, between that card and her question and her concern about her friends, she said, mm, uh, "She said, I remember. Um, There's a lobster that seems to try to keep together those two dogs." Mm the lobster that is uh, uh, coming up from the, from the pond, you know, in the Marseille, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe that lobster, well, it's me doing that, uh, trying to keep together those two dogs. And she added, I, I, I have to say it in Italian, then, then I, I'm, I'm going to translate it. Michela, mi chiamo così e quella ragosta con le sue chele cerca di tenere insieme i due cani you know, she made that brilliant connection, linguistic connection, poetic connection between Ernè Michela Michela and the chele namely the lobster clothes in Italian mm. and that connection shed a light a new light a sign a significant light on her own relationship with her two friends, you know. And it's beautiful. Uh, And this this is an example, that is an example of of this approach Mm -hmm. in which uh, the subjectivity uh, of the Quarant and the subjectivity of the reader Mare together on a common field, you know. I, uh, I made, uh, I I made Michaela uh, to note, I uh, to to note the, this, to note notice. the connect, to notice the the connection between the dogs and the friends, but the brilliant connection between the lobster and herself was only a brilliant connection mm-hmm. i i me i as a reader i only triggered uh, a connection
0: but you did something wonderful right you you left space you listened yeah. you yeah. you allowed right because when we're reading the cards for people or when we're telling stories it's uh it's not like we're reading from a book of fixed script. Yeah. It's more like when I tell uh, with my children, there there are these uh, fictional monkeys, uh, Stephen Paul, that I make up stories for them around sometimes, yeah. and they they children are always free to interject at any yeah. point during the story because it's all manufactured, and so yeah. they will jump in and I'll be saying something and they'll go no 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 they they ran into the unicorn and i'm like okay they ran into the unicorn what are they doing oh they're going to come and visit me and i'm like okay great and you know it's it's yeah i I love that 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 story and and the and the magic of of you and michaela and the the listening and the sharing and the the openness so anyways uh please carry on
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay and uh, so I think that childish uh, the, the childish kind of people may be better readers you know <laughs> readers you know <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure
1: <laughs>
0: yeah Enrique always says that uh you, you you need to be dumb to read the cards right yeah, you need yeah. to to dumb yourself down because when we 're thinking we're yes. we're we're not in the right headspace so yes. mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And um, okay, well, uh, so um, um, uh, when 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 you are doing a, a tarot reading, you are likely to receive back as an outcome of this process uh, nothing but a good story, if you're lucky enough. Uh, you know, when someone tells something about. Uh, as, as I said before, when someone tells something about his or her life to you um, she is likely is likely to tell nothing but a story that may not have anything to do with that uh, with with what we call reality uh, mm-hmm. so during a, a, in a tarot reading, we are trying to tell another story okay and and i I have to say that again you have to be sensitive and you have to be sensible to in a reading because stories may heal but stories may hurt too Mm -hmm. so be aware of that when you tell when you when you are telling a story you know Mm -hmm. because stories may be weapons dangerous weapons okay
0: mm mm-hmm. absolutely well i'm really enjoying this conversation, but we're starting to reach the uh the end of the the time that I usually have for these things but I have a question for you that i'd like you to to well, I have a couple of questions, but one that okay. i'd really like to hear um, tell tell me about Shivandra am I saying that right tell me tell me where this this nickname okay. this this uh magical uh, story comes from. How does how does that relate to you?
1: Well, uh, uh, you know, astrologically speaking, I have Neptune rising in my natal chart. Uh-huh. Uh, the planet Neptune uh, and and uh, Neptune iconography uh, depicts him mm, as the god with the trident, and the trident is a, a symbol that stands uh, for Neptune's power of creation and disruption and you know also in hindu religious iconography they assign the trident to shiva mm-hmm. as a symbol of his power of creation conservation and disruption and those similarities you know you may call them collective intelligence again about symbols and images but well, as for Shiva, the trident is also a symbol for a symbol for his power over time—past, present, future—and I think this may have something to do with that uh, um, playful divination or, or that need for divination, uh, but in a in a playful way. That triggered my passion for I Ching and for tarot, and uh, and well, uh, you know, I I love Hindu religious art and icon and icons icon. icons uh, sorry uh, so much. Uh, I must confess, I, I know little <laughs> of uh, Hindu religion, but I love, I adore the art that is direct expression of that religion. And I love its iconic quality, you know. I love the artistic standard continuously, continu- continuously variated uh, in that uh, kind of art. So I made in order to to to, to choose to choose my make I made a kind of short circuit, you know? And because of the trident symbol, Neptune and Shiva in my imagination met together. Mm. And so as a Neptunian, Neptune rising, and a Hindu out lover, uh, I decided to take that name, Shivendra, namely Lord Shiva in Hindi. And that's the story.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. I love it. Um, When I was in uh, India and I was uh, in Rishikesh, you know, at the side of the the Ganges rivers where there are lots of uh, ashrams and yogis and, uh, you know, uh, holy people of all kinds. Um, You know, it it said that if you uh, go and bathe in the Ganges, you will be uh, washed clean and renewed. And... um, so uh, while I was there, I decided to do that. And there are these steps that go down into the river. And, okay. um, you know, and you hold on. They have this, like, chain that you can hold on to so you don't get, like, swept away by the current, right? And uh, where I did it uh, was right in front of this big arch that has um, uh, a, a glorious sculpture of uh, Shiva yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking to... Uh, I say the name wrong, but anyway, um, you know, from, from the Bhagavad Gita, we're playing this sort of theme of, uh, you know, counseling this person towards, uh, their role in the world and, you know, out in the river itself, there's this other statue that, uh, depending on the water level rises or sinks, uh-huh. uh, and so on. And so anyways, um, so when I was there, I, I, I went into, went into the Ganges and, and cleansed myself karmically. So I love it. Fantastic! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, if people are listening to this and they would like to come and uh, find you, where where can people connect with you? Where's what's a good way to uh, for for people in this Google age to ah, okay. uh, connect with you and, and what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Well, well uh, um, you can find me on Facebook, of course. Uh, Luca Shivendra Om. Uh, that's the name of my personal profile, um, and uh, you can find me uh, on uh, Tumblr. Uh, mm-hmm. The name of my blog is uh, um, Letaro Soleil, uh, as the as the words in French. You know, Letaro Soleil. Uh, dot uh, uh, com.
0: Wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you for. Um... Braving the English language and being on this call with me. I, okay. I've really enjoyed uh, this conversation.
1: I, I enjoyed it too. A nice conversation. And uh, uh, well, uh, it was my pleasure, Andrew. Thanks for this interview. Thanks a lot.
0: Yeah. So I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, having this wonderful conversation with Luca. I also would like to invite you to a project that I have uh, just started ramping up called the Triumph of Life Tarot Project. I have reached out and gathered 77 artists, plus myself, and together we will be creating a tarot deck um, specifically to raise money to uh, fund cancer research. And all of the artists are endeavoring in each of the cards to answer the question, what is it in this card that takes us from a place of loss and suffering to a place of joy and remembrance. So, not only will the deck be focused towards raising funds towards cancer research, but the deck is also intended to sort of mirror and reflect the the possibilities of uh, overcoming difficulties in life and uh, helping life itself triumph in the face of these things that wish to take it away from us um so if you're interested in checking that out please go to thehermitslamp.com um and at the top you'll see a little thing that says triumph of life or if you search triumph of life tarot on facebook you will find the group which is really the place to be uh as the artists are posting their art in progress uh, and people are sharing and contributing their ideas thoughts and opinions And, uh, you know, it is uh, ultimately a collaborative effort that's going even beyond just the artists but to a whole community. And, of course, once we roll this out, uh, hopefully the deck will go to print in late May. Uh, We will also need lots of help cheering us on through that and uh, raising awareness for it. So please do come and check it out. Thank you for listening and uh, I look forward to connecting with you sometime soon. Bye-bye.